This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 268, November 15th, 2019. It was 69 degrees on this day in 1953. And a uh, low of one was recorded in 1911, 1932, and 1940. I bring you these temperature records because they amuse me. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby coffee shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Yesterday we came across what was called an open letter to Greta Thunberg, written by uh, Jason D. Hill, a professor of philosophy at DePaul University in Chicago, and uh, the author of his newest book, We Have Overcome an Immigrant's Letter to the American People. And the professor has been kind enough to join us today. I don't think we've reached him quite yet. He's, uh, he's on the East Coast, uh, but we have made arrangements to talk to him. And I applaud uh, mightily what he wrote. Uh, it needed to be said. And uh, I'm curious if he uh, senses any backlash from the academy, uh, the failed academy. Uh, and it sounds to me, reading about him, that he might not terribly be upset by that if he gets some backlash. Right. He seems like a, a fairly independent soul who uh, immigrated to America in 1985 from Jamaica, got a degree in philosophy from Purdue, and then landed the professor, a professorship at Yale, I'm sorry, at DePaul, and uh, has been making conservative sense for many years, uh, both in his writings and in his Twitter feed. And it, it sounds to me like he'd be a fun guy to take a course from. I'd like to audit yeah. one of his philosophy courses. <clears throat> and philosophy, you would think, could be ripe with uh, all sorts of failed academy bromides, but I, I bet he teaches it on the straight and narrow. Probably. And he wrote yesterday, you have declared yourself a leader and said that your generation will start a revolution. You have comported yourself as a credentialed adult and climate change activist who has fearlessly addressed politicians and world leaders. You have dropped out of school and declared that there isn't any reason to attend or any reason for you to study since there will be no future for you to inherit. Here we go. Here we go. Remember, he told us not to stop talking while we wait. <laughs> remember that. Yeah, I do remember. I'm that. currently on Jason uh, on his uh, Twitter account, reading the uh, feedback that he got from uh, from posting this story. It's it, it, the, the feedback goes both ways. Is Professor Hill with us? He's ready, Joe. Professor Hill, uh, Jason D. Hill, uh, yep. philosophy at DePaul, author of uh, "We Have Overcome: An Immigrant's Letter to the American People." Thank you for taking time to join us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, I loved your piece, an open letter to Greta Thunberg. Uh, I think it was full of truths that needed to be said. Are you getting a backlash? 
Well, I'm getting a lot of positive email, but there are a lot of haters out there who actually construe this mm-hmm. as misogynistic and as being a, uh, a, a bully tactic. And, you know, this is very interesting because this is a uh, 16-year-old girl, a child, who has taken herself to be an adult, a credentialed adult, who mm-hmm. is lecturing to world leaders. So I... I have responded by saying, no, I've just assumed I'm a 54-year-old man who's a college professor. I've assumed the job of putting a child in her place. Mm -hmm. And I'm refusing in this era of a cult of deference to children where we have ceded moral authority to children, Mm -hmm. which is a form of child abuse, really, because children need to be guided and they need to be led into fundamental principles. Yeah, her and, parents uh, Her parents seem to be playing some sort of stage role, it appears. Well, they're, they're horrible. I think they're probably horrible people to be doing <laughs> this to this child. I, I couldn't agree with you, sir. I couldn't agree with you more. Two things occurred to me, and I'm so glad you, you wrote what you did. One thing that occurred to me is, if she really is this believing and that we must go back and live in some sort of prehistoric existence, why is she over here hectoring us when we've done more than any other nation in the world to clean up our act? Well, this is part of the, you know, the far left agenda. I think, uh, as I said in my letter to her, why aren't you lecturing China, right. the biggest polluter in the world, or lecturing Iran and its uranium development? Mm-hmm. And not only, not, only, not, not only are nine of the most polluted cities in China, but China's annexing most of Africa. Um, I'm from Jamaica, and most of the Caribbean, and a lot of Latin America, and they take their uh, production techniques, which are quite nefarious, and so they're also polluting these places. But that's not part of the UN's agenda, right? right? We know what the UN is all about. It should be actually abolished. And uh, <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more on that. I've said that for years. I want them out of my country. <laughs> exactly. Right. How dare they dictate to us? Right. When thugs, thugs uh, as world leaders sitting at their table, telling the greatest republic on, on the earth, the United States of America, what sorts of laws and treaties we should be ratifying. It's, it's preposterous. The other thing that occurs to me about Greta is that she seems either unwilling or blissfully unaware of the children of the world who truly have have had their childhoods taken from them. Well, this is a tragedy. I mean, as I said at the end of the article, you know, uh, your prognostications and your predictions have been made for millennia and we're still here. The horrible thing about it is that she's a privileged Swedish girl who comes from, you know, well-to-do family, so she can afford to drop out of, of college. There are working-class kids, and there are poor kids who are now dropping out of school, saying that Greta Thunberg is not going to school, so I don't have to go to school. Mm-hmm. Thereby lowering the intelligence quotient of an entire generation, making them unemployable, making them really social and ecological ballast on the rest of society. And this is the real tragedy of it, that she's, you know, her behavior becomes emulative in a way that's, uh, that's not worth emulating at all. I also don't understand how she could be so misguided as to understand that humans could live in harmony with nature. To the best of my understanding, we never have. You know, she doesn't. Okay. And what I think, I think I, I would uh, really 
encourage your listeners to understand is that this is part of a globalist socialist agenda to, uh, to assault Western civilization, to assault our technological civilization. It's an assault on the Enlightenment. It's an assault to take us back to a state of such primitivism that we can be in a state for a global takeover. That's what the socialists want. The socialists, you see, the socialists can't, they cannot take over uh, an advanced, take over advanced technological civilizations. But when they have reduces to the levels of animals and sea urchins and, and unemployables, then they're ready to assume this kind of managerial class, which they have always prided themselves on being. And then they can sort of expropriate our agency because we're vic- helpless victims at that point and impose a world socialism on the rest of society. I really feel this quite strongly. I don't think I'm being paranoid. And I think oh, we have to really just get beyond sort of what Greta is mouthing, uh, which are conceptual inanities, really, right. and look at the larger, deeper, more nefarious agenda that is being foisted on this child that is being financed. I think by monetarist uh, forces. Why aren't um, there? Why aren't there more of you in the academy? Because the professoriate are part of the problem. Mm-hmm. They hate America. They hate Western civilization. They hate reason. Uh, they hate religion. They hate. Uh, they hate the industry. Why? They hate a technology because they hate it for many reasons. Well, you know, the philosopher Ayn Rand coined a term called the hatred of the good for being the good. They just hate, well, they hate a technological civilization that is immune to their social irrelevance. And what do I mean by this? I mean, when you take, um, let's just take Americans, for example. We are, we are a candy people. We're solvent, problem-solving people. Most professors in the professoriate in the academy are endless theorizers. They wring their hands in endless agonistic, you know, hand-wringing. They're conjectural, they're speculative. They theorize forever. They take centuries or decades to solve a problem, whereas an engineer or or the average American will solve a problem, you know, in three, four days, uh, a year at the most. And so they really hate a technological civilization that doesn't give a damn about its pontifications about its theories that have little to do with the average American's lives. But more than that, I think they're indoctrinated by kind of cultural Marxism. Their, their whole philosophy is embedded, embedded. This is the real root of the cause, I think, is embedded in a kind of European statism. And we are not a status country. We're not a plebiscite. We're very, very, as Americans, we're very suspicious, unless you're in the far left. You're very suspicious of the state. The state is not your friend, it's your servant. Mm-hmm. And uh, it safeguards your inalienable and inviolable rights. Most professors in humanities and the social sciences are socialized and have their sensibilities forged, I think, in the crucibles of a European philosophy that is very, going back to the Frankfurt School and German idealism, that worships the state that extols the virtues of the welfare state. And along comes American capitalism that extols, you know, limited government and self-reliance. And uh, they're like angry children 
shaking their fists at the world and metaphysical anger at the sky, saying, why, 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 we want, we are going to change this. And you hear Bernie Sanders and Alexander Kozak-Cartel saying, we are going to fundamentally change not just the economic system of this country, but the value system of this country. And what they mean, I think, are the values underlying <coughs> capitalism, free market, self-reliance, small government. That's part of the explanation. What, when will you run for office? <laughs> oh, I hope you would never wish that on me. I'm way towards the beauty about being an intellectual and about being uh, a thinker and a writer is that I can say exactly, bless you for having me on your show. I've, you know, I've done hundreds of radio shows over my 23 career. And it's, I, I say things that I could never say as a politician because I take no prisoners right. and, um, and I'm not held to a constituency that, you know, is going to um, monitor every word I say. So I would never run for office. I'd rather, I'd rather write policy. How, how are you regarded by your peers at DePaul? Well, I think I'm a complete outlier. I think, you know, I'm, I'm the only conservative independent, and, and, and I love America. I'm a patriot, where most of them hate this country. I'm a capitalist. Um, I, uh, so I, I'm, I'm not regarded too kindly. I'm treated cordially, and, uh, you know, by my, by my immediate colleagues. But uh, we have had our rough spots, and we have had our tensions. And um, I don't really have that much support intellectually on campus. I'm somewhat of a loner uh, who speaks his mind. And I have a steel of spine. Uh, is that the way you say it? A spine of steel. Yes, you must. Yeah. Tell us about your and, book, We Have Overcome, An Immigrant's Letter to the American People. Oh, this book was written as a love letter to the American people. I came to America when I was 20, and um, I, I worked at the four jobs to put myself through school. I came here legally, and then I won a scholarship to do my PhD. And, you know, in the past three years, I started to grow really, really uh, tired of, of what I thought was the age of America phobia that I was living in. It started with um, the, the latter part of the Obama administration. Where I thought that this is the greatest republic that ever exists on the face of the earth. The American people are an exceptionist people, and America is an exceptionist country. And I wanted to tell the American people how grateful I was to them, first of all, for uh, building such a remarkable republic of which I am the legatee and the beneficiary of that republic. I wanted to spell out the moral meaning of this country despite the fact that it was born with a terrible birth defect called slavery, but we are a self-correcting society that's always devoted to correcting its flaws. I want to tell a story of immigrants such as myself. I came to America with $100 in my pocket and with my family, but I, I, was, I had to support myself for all practical purposes. And I told I tell the story about the immigrants from Vietnam, from South America, who came here legally but with very little and who mastered the English language and who achieved not just, in some cases, some modicum of success, but superlative achievements in their lives, all because we're not a country of agreement, we're not a country of entitlement. Well, we are becoming that. But it was, it's dedicated to the American people in the name of the best within you. 
And it's a book that really extols in an age where America is demonized internally and abroad, why America is, it tells in plain language what makes this republic the greatest republic, an unprecedented phenomenon. In simple terms, what what is it about the American spirit? And I have traveled all over the world. I live in Europe. Um, I've, been to, I've traveled all over Asia. I've seen the other side. And I've never seen a, a spirit uh, maybe these Israelis are, are, are come close. I think they're they're, they're parallel to us, um, Jewish civilization. But something about the American people, American spirit, is very very special. Are you very, optimistic? Very, very are you optimistic about the future? Yeah. Will, will we survive this? What we call on this show the mystery? Will we survive? Well, you know, I must tell you that the Z generation, uh, the, the cadre of students. I'm teaching are eager to vote this country into socialism. So unless we can get out there and communicate, and I'm, my next book is going to be an open letter to young people of the world explaining the immorality of socialism mm-hmm. and the morality of wealth creation, unless we really get out there and explain to them not only why socialism is a form of political calumny, it doesn't work empirically. Look at Venezuela, look at North Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is inherently evil because it expropriates, it's a form of nationalization of the human brain, of the mind. It takes away a, a human being's productive efforts and it distributes it to the unproductive non-achievers in the world. There's something unethical about it that has to be explained to people, the moral side of it. I am optimistic in the sense that I'm not uh, an historical determinist. I think we have free will. But I think we have... Conservatives have their work cut out for them because if we just leave it to sort of, I don't know, thinking that reason will prevail and people see, um, you know, the sort of nefarious motives of the other side. Uh, When my college students were riddled with debt here, Bernie Sanders and ALC saying things like, we will give you free health care, we will give you free college tuition will absolve you of student debt unless there are rational rejoinders that explain both the consequences of this. There's nothing free. Right. You, you, your generation will be paying for this. You will not be able to start your small business or own your own home by the time you're 30 if you buy into this kind of system. There's a lot of work that has to be done, intellectual work communicating first principles, and also communicating non-intellectual work, just activism, by reaching these people. In that sense, um, I, I'm positive. But right. if you ask me if I'm optimistic about the near future, the answer would be no. Oh. I think that no. That's disheartening. That's disheartening. We certainly appreciate your time, and I, I want you to know you, you have a home here in Garage Logic anytime you need to vent about anything. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Jason D. Hill, professor of philosophy at DePaul University in Chicago and the author of We Have Overcome an Immigrant's Letter to the American People. Jason, I intend to stay in touch. Please do. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. And uh, I will provide a link, since he was nice enough to join us, to the book itself uh, on the Garage Logic Facebook page, because I know people are going to want to check out his work. We need to follow his schedule if he's ever... 
in, in town. town. Yeah, you're right. He you're needs 100% to sit right. in, sit in well, with us. I hope everyone now knows. Uh, 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 he has some basis of understanding now of why he wrote what he did, the open letter to Greta Thunberg. I mean, he's the definition of what of achievement in America. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he sees her for what she is. She's a pawn in a larger yeah. scheme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm weary of people pointing out to me that she's 16, you creep, leave her alone. No, you're not digging into it deeply enough, people. Uh, and that's why I wanted you to hear from this fellow mm-hmm. who has a better voice uh, than I do to expound he, on he this. He did a great job of not going after her personally. Oh, yeah. That's what I said you yesterday. Know? I love the way he indicted her generation. Yes. <laughs> but her his uh, closing words there about Bernie and AOC mm-hmm. and uh, socialism were... Uh, Frightening? Yeah. yeah. But I was disheartened yeah. to learn that the, ultimately... That last sentence. Ultimately... Yeah, no, I'm not optimistic. I wanted to drop my head on my microphone <laughs> when he but said that. Could that could what he said though be somewhat of a ray of hope? I mean, here's a guy deep within the walls of, of the, the failed academy. Yeah. And there's got to be well, other. Of course, he's a ray of hope. There's probably one of him at each school in the country. Sure. What's, <laughs> what's it like in the break room over at DePaul? Uh, That's so lonely. I keep to myself. Hey, hey, you said they were cordial to <laughs> you him. Said they're cordial. You said they're cordial. You know what, Jason? I bet there's a lot more like him that just refuse to be as outspoken as he is. Well, he was a breath of fresh air. Absolutely. Yeah. He See, was. I'm going to give you the uh, phone number to Grunhofer's Meat Market. Oh, you know why? Because. Uh, you're going to want one of the turkeys, the fresh turkeys raised in the clear, cool air of northern Minnesota. Free range, baby, two ninety nine a pound and sizes from 10 pounds to 26 pounds. Call and order yours now for Thanksgiving, 651-426-2800, 651-426-2800. You'll be talking to the great staff at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market in uh, downtown Hugo, right in the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. You can't miss it. There's a great big GL uh, sign out front. Also, right now, Grunhofer's pre-made meatloaf, oven ready. I've had mine. Heights had his. Reavers, you're saving yours for the weekend? Yep, I'm going to cook mine over the weekend. And uh, also, uh, Grunhofer's has the spices and high-temp cheese in stock for venison sausage making. Time mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Uh, whatever he left, I don't know what flavor it was because it was unlabeled, yeah. but it's a venison. There's a jalapeno cheese in it. Yeah. It is... Uh, addicting. I feel it like is. candy where I'm just cutting off hunks and just popping it in my mouth. And, of course, the always uh, 130-plus brat flavors, lean pork brats that must be grilled and not boiled. All this and much more. Uh, the GLers now understand completely that this is a full meat market for every possible dining need you can conceive of. And once again, uh, to order your turkey, call 651-426-2800, Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We... Yeah, okay, I'll stop. Uh, GLers, I-, I want you to keep DKMags.com in mind as you start thinking about Christmas gifts for the outdoors loving or even the firearm aficionados in your life. You personally, you don't have to know a thing about firearms. If you just go to the website or stop into DKMags.com up in New Brighton or Monticello Pond and Gun, uh, from firearms to gunsmithing, holsters, ammo, cases, uh, flashlights, uh, tactical flashlights, you know, binoculars, spotting scopes, 
uh, you name it, dkmags.com in New Brighton, a great place uh, and a great option to cross a few items off your list. They're the ben- best gun shop in town for my money. Uh, even if you just need advice or information, no matter what your skill level, the fellows at DK Mags in New Brighton and Monticello Pond & Gun, they will help you out, and they'll do it without attitude. They're not going to treat you like a dum-dum, like like I would. <laughs> as, as for prices, yeah, pretty good. They can pretty much match any price in town. And you heard me mention their other location, just as good, Monticello Cello Pawn and Gun, just another part of the DKMags.com family. Get started on that Christmas list. They're located in the heart of Gumption County, Monticello Pawn and Gun, and DKMags.com. Tyler up in Fargo said, thought y'all might find this one interesting. Pretty cool stuff. Chris Christopherson went to Dempsey's Bar in Fargo and played yeah, with the band that was that. there. Because yeah. they put a note on his bus that said, would you please join us? And he did. Stop by and played uh, me and Bobby, me and Bobby McGee. McGee. Yeah. Yeah. Who was telling, was it one of you guys telling me he was getting ripped the other day? Who went to his show in town? Was it Bream? I don't know. Somebody here went to his show and considered him, uh, called him stiff. But, but it was really? a positive review overall. Oh, the review was. was. Okay. Yeah, but didn't say he was stiff. Stacy, the yeah, GL. Brain's stiff. Well, he's like, what, 85? He's, he's old. No. Yeah. Oh, God, give him credit for showing <laughs> for up. <being> there. Jeez. <laughs> Stacy, the GL geologist, 7.1 earthquake in the Moluca Sea Ooh. near Indonesia. She said, uh, that's a large one. That's a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. I'm just cleaning up some emails. Uh, hail the flashlight king. Hail, hail you. you. Joe, you and the boys were discussing a truck driver on his phone while hauling hazardous materials. Being a commercial driver, we are held to a higher standard than other drivers. First offense for distracted driving is in the neighborhood of $2,500 fine for the driver and up to ten grand fine for the company. At the garbage company I work for, being caught, we would be subject to a week suspension without pay. Second offense is immediate termination. Wouldn't that be nice if that's the way the government works, like yeah, in the no Department kidding. of Human Services? <laughs> yeah, boy. I'm a truck driver for almost 10 years, and I'm shocked at how some of these drivers acquire their license, virtually no training at all. In the Minnesota commercial drivers, there are only so much you can learn. The rest uh, is being trained by seasoned drivers in common sense. Unfortunately, with the demand for drivers, employers are willing to make concessions mm. and take on sub-bar employees. Usually, when these careless and inattentive are caught or cause an accident, the rest of it, the rest of us pay for it in new do2 regulations ryan the garbage man in wilmer minnesota he's right yes, ryan's he absolutely right in fact when kenny brought that up yesterday he was 100 correct that this guy should just lose his class a both of my brothers who are truck drivers said if this guy works for the right company he won't be behind the wheel again what i really ha- hate is these steering wheel holders have now painted what I used to consider by far the best drivers on the planet. They paint them in a bad light. Yep. So yeah. now uh, the dum-dums of the world think that all semi-drivers are bad. And, and they're and, not. And it's, that's not the case. No. It's just these young morons who don't have any time under their belt. Frequent contributor Downing writes, let me get this straight. A sanctuary city is a municipality <laughs> which has taken the position that persons in the country illegally many from Central America, should be given safe haven and be protected from federal law enforcement agents who might wish to return them to their home countries. No person is illegal, we are told. 
But then on Thursday's podcast, we heard about Pearland, Texas, which is described as a sanctuary city for birds. No birds shall be harmed in Pearland, we are told. Well, except for the invasive uh, birds from Central America. Their kind doesn't belong here. Off with their heads, literally. <laughs> what kind of bizarre hypocrisy is this? Birds are not subject to laws, nor are they controlled by borders, yet they shall receive the death sentence for migrating in search of a better life for themselves. I can't make any sense of it. <laughs> And uh, Kenny, yesterday I uh, said offhandedly that we need a name for you, which is not Hillbilly. We need a name for you, sure. uh, you uh, outdoor woodsy types up north, and uh, Bert come up, came up with it. Snowbillies. <laughs> snowbillies. Oh, that's fantastic. Snowbillies. Yeah. You're a like snowbilly. That. Kenny is a snowbilly. You're a snowbilly. <laughs> Want to come back and do a Johnny Hyde newscast? Ah, sure. All right. Ricey here with the Canopy Group Facts. Number one, the Canopy Group writes more new business in one month than a captive insurance agent writes in three years. How is that possible? Let's share other facts to answer that question. Number two, the Canopy Group offers 16 different insurance companies, not just one. Number three, the Canopy Group offers combined single limit coverage, not split limit coverage. Number four, the Canopy Group offers only one one deductible at claim time, not two or three or four or more. Number five, at renewal, the Canopy Group shops your insurance with their 15 other companies every year. Captives can't do this because they have only one company. So if you have your insurance with one of the captive agents, remember they don't have any other options for you. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Great open. Here's John Hype. Thank you, Joe. I got a lot of stuff today. Too much stuff. show, John. I we do got too. too much stuff. I've got too much stuff. We got too much stuff for a show, I guess. Oh, the the mayor's office me. is crammed with activity. One, uh, let and we will have a live report from Fort Myers. By yes, oh, we have sports with right, Patrick in a today. Half an hour. Uh, let's start here with a sports note. A really ugly yikes moment in the NFL last night, oh Thursday my night. The Browns were seconds away from a season-changing win when Miles Garrett lost his composure in a moment of rage uh, not often seen on an NFL field. He tore off Pittsburgh quarterback Mason Rudolph's helmet, wildly swung it, and hit Rudolph in the head. Uh, what that has resulted in now, here's uh, the latest from all that. Ban him for life. Well, he's been now uh, suspended for the rest of this season, and should the Browns make the playoffs this postseason, he's been fined an undisclosed amount of money. Uh, if you saw uh, the fight, or if you watched, uh, not the highlight, but the uh, the fight itself. The, the low re- light. The replay. You saw the center for the Steelers after uh, Garrett was on the ground come and kick Garrett in the head a few times. Uh, that's Marquise Pouncey. He got a three-game suspension. And you also saw one of the Browns' other defensive linemen come and push Rudolph from behind in a really, really cheap shot. His name is Larry Okunjobi. He was suspended for one game. Also, both teams, the Steelers and the Browns, are fined a quarter of a million dollars, 250000 Who's Who's the injured party here? They're severely injured The party. Steelers quarterback. Mason Garrett? Rudolph. No, no. Rudolph. Rudolph. Garrett is the guy that did the helmet swinging. Okay. He bopped him on the head. And allegedly, I, I, don't, I don't know much about him except he's a really good player. It's going to hurt the Browns a lot. 
But he's uh, supposedly a solid character, and yeah, always that's has, the thing. Always he, has been. he had had no character flaws at all. And everybody up to that says game. they're surprised as heck that he would be involved in something like that. These fines and suspensions, to me, prove that the NFL is not serious and that they're a complete and total joke. Uh, because because? The, the kid that that swung the helmet, yeah, like Such said, for life, he's done, gone for he's life. Done. Absolutely, you can't be in the game. You will never be able to. And be the on guy the who kicked somebody, he's yeah. gone too. Absolutely for life. gone, forever gone. Well, that was kind of a wrestling kick too. Or no, he, no, shut up. He didn't. He, no, uh, you're an apologist. You're, I'm not apologizing. You're not. You're not a serious human you being. Have, you, the, if you watch the video, though, you I can will see. rip your head off and <laughs> smack the helmet. Smack you with your own head. Well, uh, now I, I have seen people online also trying to defend Garrett by saying that Rudolph first tried to take his helmet off, which he kind of does. It doesn't matter. He never got it off, and by the time everybody stood up, Garrett started hitting Rudolph over the head with the with the helmet. So all right, let's move on. I don't see how that matters. Right. At all. You want to break it down more? No. Okay. I think Matt well, we and I should. Break I think down. Matt and I should talk about it. Wow. Let's have Royce talk let's about have it. Let's have a sumo wrestling. Who should uh, I start in fantasy football? In new, <laughs> news, actually, traffic. Let's start with traffic. Uh, a heads up on some stuff going on road closures. By the way, uh, if you uh, haven't used 35W in a while, it's back to normal. Well, well, pretty much. Tell me. Well, t- from from my end, going oh, oh, north, yeah. it was only two lanes. You, you need to define what you mean. It and was only two lanes. And from where to where? From here, the station, up to where I live in Andover. Jesus Christ, John. <laughs> from 280. I, he, he just called me Jesus Christ. From yeah, 280 yeah. up to Highway John's 10. John's giving his own traffic report. <laughs> I, I don't see what the problem 35W is. 35W between Highway 280 and... And Highway 10. That's why you're the, that's why you're the traffic. Guy. Jeez, yeah. three lanes. Uh, I can much picture it. Boy, now, now let me give you a heads up on what some other traffic. What do you take home, John? How you doing, Joe? How you doing over there? <laughs> let me give you some uh, closures. I'm that getting will, impatient. That will affect you this weekend. Getting Highway 62 Westbound. <laughs> <laughs> He's shutting down between <laughs> Highway totally? 169. Okay, sorry. okay hang on. The Crosstown, westbound, shutting down between 169 and 494 in Eden Prairie starting at 10 o'clock Friday night Uh all weekend until 5 Monday morning. You'll be detoured to 494. That's huge. The work is related to the larger Southwest Light Rail Transit Project, which Uh. will uh, serve communities in Minneapolis, St. Louis Park, Hopkins, Minnetonka, and Eden Prairie. Service will begin in 2023, but they have to uh, It's amazing. Stuff done they now. have to close that huge, huge stretch just for that. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Minneapolis will have huge delays downtown on Saturday when 94 eastbound is uh, down to one lane between 394 and 35W between 7 in the morning and 2 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Then on Sunday night, 35W southbound will be closed between 94 and the Crosstown. That shutdown will take place overnight starting at 10 p.m. until Monday morning at 5 a.m. So there you go. So that new stretch, and I'm I'm sorry for using the Lord's name in vain, and that's going to be the last time I ever do that. That was immature and stupid. But um, that stretch now has got to be fantastic. I don't go that way. I don't don't know. Are you talking about my stretch? Yeah, my stretch, my stretch is great. I'm what sorry. God. Well, that was a long time ago. I just promised I wouldn't use his I know. name in vain ever again. You don't go ever. that way. You spent 10 we minutes telling us you went that way. We had moved on to other conversations. God, help me. Yes. <laughs> yes, Kenny, that way now I'm heading north. And uh, coming down here especially, it was very tight and only two lanes Give us for a your long time. commute, Colin. And now Call it's right really now. good. It's three lanes. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Thanks. Okay. Ocean 5. U.S. Bank Stadium officials are going to take their time weighing options to reduce bird collisions at the stadium. They killed 111 birds. That's nothing. <laughs> stadium and Minnesota Vikings officials received recommendations Friday morning at a meeting of the Minnesota Sports Facilities Authority from a three-year study on stadium bird fatalities. MSFA Chairman Michael Vekic said officials need to take in the findings of the study and conduct their own reviews of the cost benefits of various migration options. Sir, in the back. Uh, let me give you what I would think would be Jason, Professor Jason Hill's take on this. <laughs> okay. this, isn't a, this isn't people worried about birds. These are people uh, uh, intending to be rid of commerce. And cities. These are people intending to be rid of buildings because they're steel and glass and concrete and they pollute the earth and ruin mother's uh, forest floor. These are people intending to undo capitalism. That would be Jason's take on it. That'd be my and, take. And he'd be it'd right. Be, it'd be tough to argue. He'd be with. right. Yeah. Do you ever look at these situations and think to yourself how ridiculous this is, but there are people who believe it fully? Yes. Yeah. That's how we make a living. It's called well, Garage Logic, the good, podcast. Good point. It's been a hell of a run. Yeah. You it's do, work for so 40 years. So you have years. put some thought into it. I, think yeah. I just stunned I have put some go. thought into this, John. You this guess? is an attack on the marketplace. John, i got to say, you're having a hell of a newscast. <laughs> Scan bucket time no, for you, Kenny. John. Kenny is looking at me like I am from Mars at this point. You know, um, uh, I yeah. make notes here for stuff I like to highlight for the Today Show. You know, the summary mm-hmm. yeah. that we like yeah, to include. Yeah. Description. Um, this one's now going to have John's personal best newscast. Will you please do me a favor and cut, cut out me... Using the Lord's name in vain. I'm very ashamed of that. Just, I do it, but I just say I'm praying. No, I'll just edit that out. I'm so very ashamed of that. Cheese and rice instead. We have a lot of uh, men of clergy and adults, and that was wrong. I feel bad. Badly. Are you going to take I up I don't your... know how to handle this sensitive Kenny. It's, it is kind of... It's odd. The Blazing Saddles things really bugged know, me yesterday. I know. I, I thought of amazing. it in the afternoon, too. Just really amazing. bugged me. Kenny, would you like him to take out your personal attack on me a couple of minutes ago or leave that one <laughs> no, in? I stand by that. <laughs> okay. 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 Thank you. I'll rip your head off okay. and, okay. and flog you. With. Message received. <laughs> you know that, uh, John, did yeah. you have this in your news that, that? Uh, Clinton is offering Trump advice on impeachment? I did really? not. Uh, no, uh, basically, not he is that. saying, do the job you were elected to do. Uh, in other words, quit interfering. You don't get these days back. Every day is an opportunity to make something good happen. So keep keep working. And uh, I don't know, Bill. Is that all he had to say? No, Bill. What what else would you add to I'll that? I'll tell you what. One thing that's really different from uh, when my impeachment from right. way back when. Right. Everybody knew the name of my whistleblower. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Did I say that with my mic on? I'm sorry. That's all right. Whoops. Whoops. Reeves, you cut that out for me. Thanks. <laughs> Roger Stone found guilty Friday morning of all seven counts against him, including witness tampering and making false statements. Prosecutors portrayed the 67-year-old Stone as a serial liar who tried to bully witnesses into not cooperating with authorities. They charged Stone, a confidant of President Trump, with making false statements, obstruction, and witness tampering in a case that was an offshoot of Special Counsel Robert Mueller's Russia investigation. Stone is now the sixth Trump aide or advisor to be convicted of charges brought as part of Mueller's probe. His sentencing set for February 6th. He faces up to 20 years in prison. Trump tweeted shortly after the verdict was announced, asking, what about Hillary Clinton, James Comey, House Intelligence Committee Chair Adam Schiff, and others? The prosecution rested its case on Tuesday with the testimony of former FBI agent Michelle Taylor. She was recalled to testify about Stone's testimony to the Intelligence Committee, specifically when he told the panel about his thoughts on the potential connection between the Russian government and WikiLeaks. 
Uh, Steve Bannon, a former Trump aide, told jurors he saw Stone as an access point to WikiLeaks. And another former Trump campaign aide, Rick Gates, testified that it was his understanding Stone had inside non-public information into WikiLeaks operation and that the campaign acted on it. Former U.S. uh, Ukraine Ambassador Marie Yovanovitch providing detail in Trump impeachment hearings Friday morning, saying she felt a big threat upon suddenly being ousted from her post and learning President Trump had denounced her in a July phone call with Ukraine's president. In an extraordinary moment, even in an administration filled with some other ones, the president himself, as she spoke to Congress, went after her, tweeting from the White House that everywhere she served had, quote, turned bad. He emphasized that as president, he had the absolute right to appoint his own ambassadors. Ivanovich said it's very intimidating when Trump's new tweet was shown on the screen in the hearing room. I can't speak to what the president is trying to do, but I think it's probably supposed to intimidate may I May me. I add something about that? Uh, yeah. There, there's such an irony here. Uh, this woman apparently is a lifelong career servant, yeah. uh, State Department diplomat, diplomacy. She has served in exactly the countries he's complained about in the past. Remember when he went through that period of calling yeah, the, sure. these countries bleephole countries? Yes. Well, that, that's where she's done her work. She was in, she was stationed in Somalia, for example. Right. And he said, "How'd that work out?" Well, I don't really she think fix it, I right. don't really think Somalia was her fault. Right. Uh, but he doesn't remember what he says from one day to the next. L- let me get this straight. So she's testifying, and he's tweeting, yes. tweeting in real time, as yeah. she's and they have his. Twitter account well, I th- up on one of the big screens? I didn't see I, it, I don't but I think, that. I think the, the point, somebody brought it up, but probably one of the Democrats on the committee saying, he's tweeting right intimidation now. Intimidation, because uh, that's one of the Wouldn't that be an article of impeachment? Yes, the intimidation, and so I think that's why they put it up. I so see. That would be my guess. I didn't watch it, so I shouldn't say for this sure. This is going nowhere. Just a, This is right. now just a matter of how long is this going to take? Yeah. John, your bias is really starting to show. I know. What are you going to do? You know. <laughs> Twin Cities Summer Jam is coming back. Summer Jam. Power. Coming back. In a metronome. For, Didn't they have a ton of problems last year? A second year of three nights of genre blending with the Zac Brown Band headlining July 24th. Oh, those guys are great. More acts for the July 23rd through the 25th Fest at Canterbury Park in Shakopee will be announced December 4th, and tickets go on sale December 13th. Last year, it was the first one. They had Rascal Flats, Aerosmith, and Tim McGraw. With Ario Speedwagon, Pitbull, Soul Asylum, and others opening. Peak attendance last year about 15,000. There were complaints about ticketing issues and empty VIP seats near the stage last year. Officials emphasize there's a learning curve in the first year. Sure. Ticket prices and policies for the 2020 TC Summer Jam have not yet been announced. Uh, last time the Zach Brown Band performed here was at Target Field in 2018. Are they country? They're kind of everything. They're, they're alt country, I think, is what their yeah, definition is. But they is. do some rock. They do. Uh, they're great live. They're, 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 yeah, they're the, a decent band. Who's the promoter? It's a. Um, I don't know. I'll yeah. tell you. It's a. It's a local outfit. I'll Randy tell you. Levy. No, I don't Jesus, think so. Shut up. Why? I, I told you not to mention his name. Oh. Who? John can you, Wilson. Can you cut that out, Reeves? Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna busy. Today. I'm gonna get out here at about Fine. nine o'clock tonight. <laughs> a lot of post production today, huh? Here's a uh, novel alibi. 37-year-old man had an unusual explanation for a bag of cocaine that Fort Pierce police reported finding in his car. The arrest affidavit says he stated that the police or the wind must have put it there. 
The, the wind. The wind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just blew in. It gets windy. The October, it gets windy. The October 31st case began about 11.45 p.m. when police conducted a traffic stop. They said the driver had been making, in their words, furtive movements, trying to discard an item out a passenger window. <laughs> Investigators said the driver was also hiding an open can of Budweiser in the door of his car. <laughs> Before the stop, police said he had been spotted drinking in the parking lot of a motel known for drug sales and prostitution. Some of this is just like Reno 911, yeah. isn't it? It's just, it's just a comedy. Police reported finding an apparent drug pipe in his car, along with a bag of uh, along with a bag with residue that tested positive for cocaine in the back seat. He said. The bag wasn't his, according no, to according to the police report. He said police must have put it there, or the wind must have placed it there. The affidavit did not list the wind speed or other meteorological conditions at the time of the whole thing. You know what he told the cop? What did he tell him, oh, Johnny? Man, I can only he said imagine. the answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer is blowing in the wind. Say, I've done my due diligence. Yeah. I've got all of the dates straightened out during this, the molar season. Oh, good. Are oh, you ready? Oh, boy. RF Molar Jeweler is kicking off the holiday season with their Thanksgiving weekend celebration of giving. Visit their Edina or St. Paul stores November 29 through December 1 and receive $250 off your purchase of $500 or more. And uh, we're talking diamonds, bracelets, earrings, select watches, fantastic gift wrapping. That's uh, that's Black Friday weekend. All right. And the Gava Day holiday sale in downtown Minneapolis. RF Moeller is having a huge holiday sale in their Minneapolis store starting today, November 15th, and running through December 31st. You'll save 30 to 40% off on all jewelry, including diamonds and designer jewelry, and they're offering the event on select watches, but only in that downtown Minneapolis store between now and December 31st. RF Moeller, 50th and France in Edina, the flagship store at Ford and Cleveland in St. Paul, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis, or rfmoeller.com. They're going to take care of your ever, every gift-giving need. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. GLers, podcast listeners, uh, thanks so much for your support so far of Jack's Cafe, a third-generation, locally-owned, family-run restaurant in northeast Minneapolis. They really appreciate you guys going out there to have a great night, whether you're using their GL Rookie Date Night VIP menu, which for under $100 you can get a four-course meal, including a bottle of wine, and it is the top drawer items that they have at Jack's Cafe. Or whether you're booking your uh, Christmas party for the family or for your work, whatever the case may be, they can handle people from 10 to 300. They have got the facilities, and they are very elegant, top drawer, and provide a wonderful product. So remember that for booking those parties or maybe just a night out with your gal or guy that Jack's Cafe has been around for quite a long time. Very easy location. They're on University Avenue Northeast, 1928, right at 19th Avenue. If you'd like to call and make a reservation, you can at 612-789-7297. Better yet, go visit their website. Jack's Cafe, J A X C A F E dot com. And again, ask about that rookie date night VIP menu and ask how you can uh, book a nice, quiet, very uh, elegant party 
for your business or family at jackscafe.com. It was an excellent piece of reporting in the Star Tribune today. Mary Lynn Smith wrote a piece that answers all the questions we've been wondering about the 75-year-old fellow who was punched by a punk and died. The 75-year-old fellow is named Sherwa Jabril, and he had asked these thugs to keep their voices down on a bus. So sad. And then they followed him off the bus, and they punched him in his head. Hit One guy punched him in his head, hit the ground, and he, he has since died. Uh, we now know who he is. Uh, uh, for those who knew the Somali refugee, the loss cuts deep. For those who didn't, it seems incomprehensible that an elderly man would be attacked simply because he asked others to be quieter. Jabril, a father of eight and grandfather to seven, came from the United States, came to the United States from Somalia in 2000. Seven, after spending time in the Middle East, Italy, and Germany. In his homeland, he taught high school and worked as an interpreter. In Minneapolis, he took elderly people who didn't speak English to their appointments, collected money for orphans back in Somalia, picked up trash as he walked the neighborhood, and took time to talk with young people, telling them stories about his youth. He told kids to go back to school, said Abdi Abdi, Jabril's nephew. They listened. Their lives were changed. He was a miracle man, Abdi Abdi said. We lost a great one. The deadly confrontation developed after Jibril got on the bus after leaving the Carmel Mall on the afternoon of November 6. While riding, he turned to Leroy Davis Miles and his friends who sat nearby and asked them to not be so loud, according to a criminal complaint. A brief antagonistic uh, verbal exchange followed uh, by someone saying, beat him multiple times, according to a search warrant affidavit based on bus and transit center video surveillance. Jabril got off the bus at Chicago Lake Transit Center. As he exited, a male voice can be heard on the video calling out, hop out if you want to, expletive. I'm going to beat your ass. Davis Miles and several other men followed Jabril off the bus. Based on witness accounts, Davis Miles punched Jabril, who fell and hit his head. The young man shook hands in a congratulatory manner with one of his friends as Jabril lay unconscious, the complaint said. Uh... Okay. Then his family visited him. He's a large family. Over the next six days, family and friends came to Jabril's bedside at HCMC, knowing there was little hope he could survive the injury. There's nothing wrong in asking people to quiet down, said Hassan Mahdi Abdo, who knew Jabril since the two were born in Somalia. A man of his age isn't going to fight. What could a man of his age do to a young 20-year-old? He was a man of peace. Jabril's youngest daughter, Leela Adan, said she will hold on to her memories and the advice her father always gave her. He told me to pray, uh, she said. He said, life is short, the world is small. Remember where you came from, remember who you are. Uh, and then we go over here and we learn about this, uh, the evil that took place here. The 23-year-old uh, fellow. Uh, those who know Davis Miles struggle to understand his violent encounter, which I think is nonsense. They perfectly... Understand I do too. It. I don't. I don't believe that. Walt McFadden, a church pastor, was a father figure of sorts during Davis Miles' younger days. McFadden's sons were five and seven. Davis Miles was four, and his home life was dysfunctional uh, when McFadden's family finally took him in. And there's your answer, Mayor Carter, and the rest of you people in the salon. No government programs are going to solve this problem. No. Nope. This 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 young as a child, he had a very destroyed life. He never learned any moral or ethical component to his upbringing. And he was tossed from family to family, and there's your problem. But And even with the help of Pastor McFadden, mm-hmm. who sounds like he did everything he could to help this guy, he still went wrong. 
Things well, began to change when Davis Miles was in high school. He didn't attend church uh, nearly so often. He got a girl pregnant, McFadden said. That's when we started losing Roy, McFadden said. Eventually, Davis Miles fathered three children, and, his mini- and the Minneapolis police knew him as a gang member. A few months ago, Davis Miles was shot in the groin and survived, McFadden said. A few weeks ago, he was a passenger in a car that was shot up. The driver and another passenger suffered wounds, he said. McFadden saw Davis Miles two weeks ago at church, and they talked about the young man surviving the recent bouts of violence. He said to me, Walt, I had two strikes and one more, and I guess I'm out. You keep playing with fire, McFadden said, and eventually you're going to get burned. He had every opportunity, uh, an army of people reaching out to help him. He said, everybody says they wish they could have tried harder with him, but I don't know how we could have tried harder. Now he's facing justice. He has to live with the consequences of his choice. But don't tell me you're surprised by his behavior. Of course well, not. We, we can't, we can't sh- start shouting at Pastor McFadden. I'm not shouting at McFadden. Because he did everything possible. Yeah, he doesn't have any weight to bear on that. Yeah. I, mean, he's... I mean, he went out of his way to help this kid, and, and the kid just would, wouldn't have any part of it. Uh, Dave has provided... Uh, the arrest record for this guy, mm-hmm. uh, why he was on the street, I have no idea. Narcotics charges, uh, possession, obstruction of justice, giving peace officer false name, birth, uh, emergency telephone, interrupt, interfere, uh, felonies up the wazoo. Uh, the Reverend would... Tim Christopher uh, had a, has a wonderful point. Where are the protesters? Yep. <laughs> He couldn't have said it any better on social media. You last know, night. if the if the cops had been there and a struggle ensued, and this Miles Dash Davis got shot, you know that uh, Nakima would have been there uh, racing that. to the scene. All over that. Well, where are they now? Where are these frauds? Where are these hypocrites? I wish I could understand the psychology of turning down the love of family and friends and those that want to help you, and and instead seeking out. Um, the approval lifestyle. of yeah. of thugs. Mm-hmm. Okay, but that that's where that's those are the questions that I wanted to know about this guy. Uh, just having a dysfunctional upbringing, uh, break it down like they did with the seventy five year old to see where wh- when did he start hanging out with gang members at what high school and when. So the other kids that are following that similar path don't fall the, into the same gang activity and then the 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 uh, mayors and the city council people can see they don't have a program that can save this it's it's the it's the home it's the family that's it that's right that's why no government program is going to work it's a it's a shame uh i guess i guess that jabril rode that bus like clockwork from his apartment to the carmel mall in south minneapolis to help other somali seniors translate english and fill out forms they might have he was an educated guy. He will be missed. Not only will his family miss him, but the whole community will miss him. Literally, because he's helping those he knew f- people of four he languages. He spoke four languages. Yeah. Think about this. He is going by the guidelines that are set forth by all these virtue seekers that we are electing. He's riding mass transit. He's going to help others. He's, 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 go- he's trying to do good. And what yep. is he interrupted by? The, he's interrupted by the, the cracks in the system that this character. has been created in these two cities, in St. Paul and in Minneapolis. Which continues, by the way, on light rail. There was a Betty McCollum. Uh, for some reason, she represents the 4th Congressional District, which is St. Paul. Yep. Is Reaver's going to... I'm all right. Is he going to die? I'm all right. He's Still leaving there choking to death. Uh, <laughs> she the, represents uh, the 4th District. She represents the 4th District, and she uh, wrote an editorial that appeared in the Star Tribune. 
And it was just boilerplate salon gibberish. Mm. She's never ridden light rail, or she has. It's been with, a, maybe a, with the cameras rolling. For a block or two. Right. And, you know, we need uh, uh, we, social challenges and troubling behaviors have arisen that are incompatible with an effective transit system. Family, students, commuters, and visitors all want a clean, safe, and comfortable experience on the Green Line. However, being confined in a rail car with people high on drugs or alcohol or engaging in behaviors that are rude or threatening is unsettling and frightening. I know there are times I've felt this way. Really? Betty, how long have you been riding that train? This is unacceptable. Our community's values require us to come together to adequately address the crisis of homelessness, drug addiction, and public safety. At the same time, these challenges cannot derail the mission of the Green Line, delivering riders to their destination efficiently and safely. Uh, We can't leave these issues to the Metropolitan Council or to law enforcement to handle alone. They are the result of complex factors, including inadequate funding, funding for human services, education, structural inequality, and growing pressures on the uh, availability of affordable housing. B as in B, S as in S. You have no solutions, lady, because... Because you you, you're unwilling to acknowledge what the true problem is, and she says local leaders must lead the way. No, parents must lead the way. Parents must lead the way. Uh, But it always involves funding. Yeah, always, always always involves funding. Got to have more funding. The uh, then in today's op-ed, there was a uh, response from one of her Democratic uh, followers to that, and Mm -hmm. which was a very, very good letter. Right, and um, the, 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 the gist of it is, a guy named Michael Brennan has written, we moved here from Rochester to enjoy the city, and now we're, we just can't even get on this damn train. And he used to use it a lot, yeah. um, because every time he got on it, it was drama. And, and one, of his, uh, one of his instances was him and his wife were riding in an empty car, and another kid came in, sat down right across from him, and harassed him right. for four or five stops before he finally got off. There's a lot of Leroy Miles Dash Davises riding those trains, yeah. and you have to be careful. How are we going to get... Remember our email yesterday. How do we get the same are you in, guys? You know, we need that. Are you, okay. Hey, are you in? Uh, yeah. Transfer that to light rail. We, that's what we need. You know what we need? What do we need? We need Patrick with sports. Yes, sir. Let's go. Hey, Pat. Yes, Joe. I'm kicking Garrett out for life. I don't let him play in the league again. Hell, I think the XFL, Vince McMahon saw that last night, and it's going to be a 15-yard penalty in the XFL, and you get suspended for one play, I'd yeah. say. That's <laughs> probably get a little activity. Well, they, uh, they've suspended him for the rest of this year, and You'll have to uh, come and genuflect uh, next uh, next off season to try to be reinstated. I would guess he'll get even more at next season. Yeah, that didn't know in a good luck, but I'll tell you. I dare anyone to turn on a sports television cast today. Even MLB Network might be showing that. I have not been on. I clicked a few times, and I have not been able to go more than one minute without seeing a replay of that. So it's uh, certainly a uh, talking point. Are you in the fort still? Yes, and it's raining. It's very, very depressing down here today. But I'm coming back early tomorrow morning. I can't wait to get home. If it's going to rain, I might as well be home. Right. 
Well, so the top is not down, sir. No, it has not been down today all day. It has not been down. So uh, I did say the other day, though, if you want to have a problem, did I tell you this? I got a problem. What? Too too many convertibles. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I got the uh, I got these old ones the other day for the first time in several months, and I couldn't remember how to put the top down. So it was <laughs> it was, I was looking at all the freaking dials, and I couldn't see it because it was right behind the steering wheel, and. Uh, I finally found it because the, uh, the the one I have at home was a much newer model and much easier to uh, to uh, do that. So you know what? You're almost going Scotland on me. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. I just really. I'm pulled into a little parking lot here, uh, right in uh, Fort Myers. So it should be good. Is it okay now? Very yeah, good, good, sir. He's Very in the good. parking lot of Rib City. Yeah, yeah Rib uh, Value <laughs> Value Ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's a Burger King, and uh, some guy about sixty just came by pushing the garbage can, and there's a big garbage barrel right by me. And I said, "Yeah, hell, life ain't that bad." No, it isn't. Say, Pat, Pat, uh, the Wild won last night, but the most interesting tidbit uh, in the St. Paul paper was they listed the attendance at seventeen thousand, but the building yeah. the building was not half full. That's what uh, Jed uh, sent me some uh, photos and said, maybe Sid was right. Maybe they have to move to Target Center. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, they have to win, but they don't have to move to Target Center. But that, that, that's amazing. That's, that was a long run of sellouts, man. Well, no, it ended earlier this year. Though. Right, right, right. Yeah, but, but yeah, but they've been announcing 17, so if they're announcing tickets sold, that means a lot of season ticket holders are not using their season tickets, which, as I've said before, that's the first sign of trouble when you can't give them away, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, don't, and I, I don't know. Has anybody looked on StubHub or whatever uh, site they use? Readers? I actually looked for last night's game because I was going to take the boy, the hockey-obsessed boy. We weren't able to make it work with our schedules, but they were uh, – they were available and they were very reasonable on on the secondary kind market. Of like when the, uh, kind of like when the twins ended up with way more season tickets held than people wanted to go. Right. They would walk up and down the block and ask neighbors if yeah. they wanted to go. <laughs> they asked what I pay for parking. I knew they were in a bad shape. Tickets and they wanted you to pay the parking. But hey, if anyone wants me or Rook to take them off their hands, yeah. we're more than happy <laughs> to do know. so. Hey, Pat, pretty fun Saturday. St. Thomas and Bethel. That that should be what for a tie for the league lead, and That's, then uh, uh, Gophers in yeah. Iowa is g- going to be great. Well, it's uh, what time are they kicking that one off? Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Wow, what's where? Who does three o'clock? That's It'll be on Fox, ABC, uh, Channel Nine. Fox. Okay. All right, well, I'll be back to see uh, that tilt. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, the Gophers, traditionally, after they've won big games, have had the letdown in the last 30 years, but uh, Iowa doesn't have much offense, and the Gophers have a high-powered offense. So uh, I don't know. I think that they would have to uh, you know, turn it over a few times not to win that game. Joe, I hate so, to inform you, but it's going to be 45 degrees and cloudy, or a partly cloudy sky, so you're not going to get much weather dang. in Iowa City tomorrow. Say, now, the, we do know the Gophers have previously been 9-0, and right? What, 1904? Yes. yes. Right. Have and they now, ever I been 10-0? Like, well, I would like to point this out. 
when Bernie Beerman was playing national, winning national championships, uh, I think five and seven years, they only played eight. Okay. So uh, that you can there's about a thirty-five or forty-year period where they didn't play nine. So, All right. Uh, sometimes we start, uh, you know, he didn't get to play Georgia, Georgia Southern and Fresno State and whoever the hell else it was, South Dakota State, uh, to uh, get to nine victories. And the, the season started about September 20th and ended before Thanksgiving. So, so Positivity is going to change this culture, period. When you get inside yeah. the football walls, you're going to have positivity hit you right in the face. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep, I got it. We got it here. Yes. You saw what happened to me when my first night here, didn't you, Joe? No. I went out to uh, Oh, you went to some saloon and his face was... I went to Fat Cats. I just ordered, I go to Fat Cats. I like it. They got the blackened shrimp, BLT. Yeah. The great haystack onion rings. Yeah. You ask for a Diet Coke, they bring in the bucket. (laughs) It's fantastic. I was feeling great. I look up and there he is. (laughs) What? Where's where's Fat Katz's? It is uh, right on the other side of uh, Daniel's, uh, going towards the Boston Park. But it's, you got to uh, turn back and come back where you came from, right next to the freeway. I got you. All right, but it's uh, it's pretty good. And uh, anyway, there he was, and always there he. Hey, Pat, we were wrong, by the way. Oda Rizzi accepted what? the one-year deal. What the hell? I didn't. I'm not surprised. Did I say you didn't think he would? Well, no, I, I thought, thought we both would. said that we thought he was going to get at least a three-year contract. Well, he might still. Because oh. uh, now that he's got 17, 8, or 9 in his pocket, he can say, okay, boys, uh, you can pay me uh, 14, 15, and 16 for the next three, and then uh, you, you won't hit you quite as hard for next season. I mean, they can renegotiate a three-year deal. That's been true. done before with guys who took a qualifying offer. Very true. Fat. Maybe the Twins just, with their long payroll uh, for the, in the year coming up, what, they got six or seven guys? He's the seventh guy under contract or something. Yeah. Uh, they can probably just... Uh, you know, devour the seventeen point eight for next year and see how he pitches. So, hey, not only do you go to Fat Cats, spelled with a yep. K and a Z, it's Fat Cats Sports Bistro. <laughs> it's a bistro. You're it's going bistro. to the bistro, and, you, and I can bistro. I can see it's your. A, it's it's a, it, it it might be off my list though. They had the wrong channel on TV. <laughs> But, but I, it was funny. It was worth the visit because about five seats down from uh, me, this this fifty some guy year old guy was talking to this woman. He says, and she must have been from Minnesota. And he said, I was told by somebody that Minnesota, some of the lakes in Minnesota freeze and get ice on them, and then people drive on it. Is that possibly true? No. <laughs> Boy, he's not gotten out of Florida, has he? I think he's a Florida guy. I don't think he's been north of Georgia. Right. <laughs> and your your shrimp BLT menu, grilled, fried, or black, and served on a grilled hoagie with garlic lime mayo. That oh, sounds pretty yeah. good. Very good. Very good. And it's uh, I, do, I go for the black. And so, uh, anyway, yes. It's, uh, All right, give me, give me two things. Uh, you're calling yeah. a gopher victory tomorrow. Uh, I'm saying it's a very good chance they're going to win this. 
And are you calling a know. Vikings win over Denver? Oh, Denver stinks. Okay. They'd That's have to go out. Take that as a yes. Yeah. Yep. And by the way, I think you that Jim Beatty stuff. I don't know if you had a chance to read it. But I haven't had a chance it. yet, but I did get it. I got up at uh, six o'clock this morning and wrote seventeen hundred words on the guy for the strip online. It's uh, amazing, uh, amazing story, man. The, the six foot nine St. Paul Giant—they were going to turn into the world heavyweight champion. Right. And, uh, went out there as a twenty-year-old, and what a story! And I'm kicking myself right in my fat ass if it was possible for not going out. Sometime in the last twenty years, and spending two hours with the guy, and having totally right. real stories of what went on. All right, Patrick, thank you. All right, gentlemen, I will uh, be back Monday. All right, very good. Thank you. That's Mr. Royce. Say, I want to tell you that. Uh, there's no denying the winter season's upon us, and that doesn't mean you have to stop going to EcoFun Motorsports. No, switch over to the winter recreational devices like a full line of Yamaha snowmobiles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. <clears throat> and uh, tomorrow might not be bad. There's going to be uh, temperatures in the 40s and no snow on the ground. You can still do the test drives on the electric uh, bikes, all of which have uh, been down uh, price now for the end of the season. Wild side, old-school motorcycle-looking electric bikes are marked down. Yamaha e-bikes are marked down. Bintelli e-bikes are on sale, on sale starting at $79.99 and up. And they just got in the real tree camo fat tire bikes for hunters this fall. It's EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61. It's absolutely fantastic service. Tim runs a truck through town daily if he needs to. Picks up your vehicle if it needs service. Takes it back to EcoFun in Forest Lake. Services it and brings it back to you. And there's still time, as I say, to uh, oh, test drive those like great mad. scooters. Well, they're, they're, they're crazy like not mad. to. Okay. Check out their EcoFun Motorsports on uh, Instagram. You can see where people are buying Yeah, my days. next one's going to have the fat tires, too. Yeah, the I one the kid should... took from me didn't have the fat tires. <laughs> no, the fat tires are very easy to navigate. I've been on one. EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. You can't miss it. It's right on Highway 61. You're really going to enjoy the place, and you're going to get great prices now uh, on end-of-the-year equipment. And remember, all those Yamaha products are available for winter. Snowmobiles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. University of Garage Logic 98, College of Self Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Souchere. Take it away, Johnny. Thank you, Joe. A record again for Give to the Max Day, right before midnight, a record of almost $22 million had poured into thousands of nonprofits on Thursday and schools for Give to the Max Day, the state's largest annual one-day fundraising event. This would be the fourth year in a row the online giving marathon trumped the previous year's record, with the 2019 total had been uh, being announced at $21,668 and seven. Uh, never on twenty-one million six hundred sixty-eight thousand seven hundred five dollars. Uh, I know he would never want. He never brags about this kind of thing. But Mike Fratelloni and Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Garden Stores—they're proud sponsors of this show and have been long before I was a part. With yes, you guys. they have. And I will say this: Mike and that family's work that they do with the Gillette's Children's Hospital. Honest to God, they—they they will never want to take the credit, but they do such a great job with here, all here. of that, Mike. Mike and his family deserve a ton of credit. So you were mentioning give to the Max Day. Harumph. That's another harumph, reason harumph. why to buy your snowblower from Mike. Harumph. harumph. <laughs> uh, when it comes to hauling donuts, a Ford Focus may not cut it. 
That according to student and entrepreneur Jason Gonzalez. Now, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be suspicious now about Jason or not. What do you mean? Well, remember, he uh, made headlines with yep. his resale He was delivering of, the Krispy Kreme. Krispy oh, Kreme donuts. Yeah. He would drive 270 miles to a Krispy Kreme store in Clive, Iowa. Which is his, something I've always wondered about. Why not? Des Moines closer than that. Pack up his car with 100 boxes, each carrying 12 donuts, deliver them back up north and sell them to customers here. Well, right before his 20th run to the Hawkeye State, he received a call, remember, from Krispy Kreme telling him to stop. Eventually, they uh, got a little feedback, and they said, go ahead and do it. Uh, now, he says he's looking for a new vehicle, so he's launched a GoFundMe campaign. Oh, I thought they gave on. him a truck. To help we had a story. They, they gave him a ton of free donuts. No, no, no. We had a story where he got a truck. I, I don't recall that. Yes, I don't you either. had it. I'm, I'll, I'm on I, it. I don't remember. Well, somebody get on yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to recall. They gave him uh, 500 boxes of free donuts. Right, and he got a Ford Transit. Jason, I, I'm recalling. Help me the last name. Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, he has launched a GoFundMe to help raise funds to buy a vehicle. He says he's in the market for a used Sprinter van, an SUV. I swear to God, he went to Chicago when he was presented this van. Why would he I, went to Chicago? Come on, work the work the damn Google. I'm Let's go. Right work now. the Googles. While you guys are working the Googles, I'll continue with news. Uh, while President Trump and Democrats are the talk of the upcoming presidential election, other faces could appear. In fact, Jesse Ventura says he's interested in the Green Party's yes. presidential nomination. Rook, stop what you're doing. I'm on <laughs> it. No, no. Hey, don't, don't blue is no, green. I don't want that. I want, I want, I want. I'm on it. I'm on this. it. I'm on it. I'm tired of his Ex, voice. Ex-coal. Just wait, apparently. Yeah. Ex-coal magnate Don Blankenship is seeking the Constitution Party nod. Representative Tulsi Gabbard, the Democrat from Hawaii, despite her denials, is prompting fears among Democrats she'll launch a third-party run. Uh, well, uh, they don't want a third-party run. The Democrats, that is, of course, they're worried about a potential minor party candidacy as the primaries approach. Such a candidate, they say, could siphon critical votes in pivotal states, as happened in 2016. Aventura right now hosts a news and commentary show on the Russian-backed media network RT. He said he's interested in the Green Party nomination, though he's not taking any steps to secure it. He said in a recent interview, you want to know why Trump will fear me? Trump knows he can never out-talk a pro wrestler. Trump knows I was the greatest talker ever in pro wrestling. Plus, I'm a veteran, and he's not. Uh, you got to get me a laptop, please. I'm, I'm looking at three I can different tell you stories. Though, you would not be able to find it any faster than we are Just right Google uh, Donut Guy Given Vehicle. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think it's... I don't think it's... Joe, I don't think it happened. There Joe. is no... I, I, I'm with John. There is I no story. I see nothing. This was a dream, apparently. Of yours. Because the only up uh, in all the updates, both GLers bail me out on this one, will you? Email me. And if you if you do find it and send it in, I will personally seek you out and I will delete your email account and I will mess with your computer. Swear to God I'm not making that up. Uh Joe, uh why didn't you try this? What? Donald Trump Jr.'s book triggered is number one, but there's a bit of a Roger Maris asterisk attached to it. Really? Triggered, how the left thrives on hate and wants to silence us came out last oh. week. Just a minute, just a well, minute. This said it just came out four minutes ago, so... Uh, so it's the same they story I given. just read, right? Let me see. The story just keeps getting better. Okay, uh, let me find it. The next thing, you now Krispy Kreme heard about it. They changed it. Okay, they're going through the whole story here. Here's your van. Uh, now they've gone a step further. Gonzalez was needing a new vehicle to continue the making the runs to Iowa for the deliveries, so he started a GoFundMe page to try to get a better vehicle. Instead, Krispy Kreme has now provided him with a cargo delivery van to do just that. 
Well, hello? T- today, well, today hello? though, today, right? Is that you dated just, today? That is dated four minutes four ago. Four minutes ago. That shows you how... You're ahead of the news, Joe. I, I'm ahead of the news. You, you made the news. You are so good at following news, you're ahead of the news. You predict the news. I predict the news. <laughs> Joe predicted the I, news. I don't think he thought he was going to be this good today. I had no idea I was going to be this good today. <laughs> wow, thank you. <laughs> anyway, uh, Don Jr.'s book uh, came out last week, and it That guy's donut guy starting to remind me of the yo-yo guy. Yeah. Oh. And then the Duluth News Tribune yeah. had it 22 hours ago. So it is very, it's a fresh news uh, okay, item. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Here. Well, well then I'm, I'm, I'm excused. Right. I got you. I got what you. do I hear? I'm excused because I didn't read the news today. Oh, shocking. That's really. I didn't read it either today. I know this happened but, before. Okay. Well, <laughs> but if it no, just. Now he's starting to brag. Now he's bragging. Anyway, <laughs> all right. How's the stock market going to do tomorrow? Yeah, let me know. Will you? Be closed. That's we true. out of meat. It's we out of meat. Don Jr. What about this book from this? <laughs> well, I'm trying. It's number one. Are on we the... still talking about the Green Party <laughs> on the on the New York Times bestseller list? Uh, here's Shut the, up, here, Here's the deal, though. A dagger symbol appears next to the listing, indicating that the, some of the sales were bulk purchases, oh. often meaning the author or. Someone associated with the author really? bought a substantial number of copies. Sure, they papered the house. Well, yeah. now Republican National Committee uh, spokesperson Steve Guest said, yes, the RNC has purchased some of Don Jr.'s book in bulk buyings. Uh, they've been offering it as a fundraising incentive. An email from the RNC offered an autographed copy of the book for a $50 donation. Guest said copies were bought to keep up with demand, though, not at a large bulk purchase. Sure. So what color was the van? White. Okay. So that's what you should have done with your... Uh... No, well, I couldn't have afforded to. I see. Yeah. LASIK eye surgery has been popular. I ain't buying my own books. <laughs> that's not how it works. No, it's you should not. Buy I get you to buy it. Buy, uh, buy a case of them, sign them, and then sell them for 10 bucks more. No, I'm not doing that. LASIK eye surgery has been popular for more than 20 years now, with an estimated 20 million Americans undergoing the procedure. Uh-oh, what are you going to tell but me, Some John? patients say the surgery has ruined their eyesight. The quick or went right to their brain. Yeah. yeah. The quick minimally <laughs> invasive surgery uses a laser to cut a flap to reshape the cornea at the front of the eye. But now one of the experts who wants back LASIK is campaigning to get it off the market. Abraham Rutner said LASIK surgery damaged his vision, damaged, excuse me, his vision and nearly ruined his life. Well, wouldn't that be some of the cases that were the very early state or the early ones that had it done? Because I don't want to miss I don't want to misspeak, but isn't that what happened to Pat Miles? Remember, is she it? got the fouled she up had eyes. The, she had the botched eye. Oh, is yeah. that because of LASIK? I, I don't want to misspeak, but I under the it was eye surgery for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I know yeah. that uh, Tommy B was outspoken that he had it done, but then had to go back and do it because I remember him talking about that on I, the show. I had it done 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, the left eye was not quite where they wanted it, so I went back and got the left eye done again, and it's, everything's been fine. I ain't doing it. It's it's not a problem. It hasn't been a problem for me. Knock on wood. And I was, a, I was a candidate to have it, but they urged me, or they suggested I do not because I have soft tissue in tissue? one of my eyes. I see. Which could have resulted in blindness. So I said, you know what? I'm good. Yeah, we don't have blindness. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Did you uh, see that Pat Miles' daughter survived a deadly California wildfire? I did no. not. I just, I just doing a search for her, she must have been in the thick of it. Hmm. Have you uh, guys seen the picture of Narwhal the dog online? No. This no. Week? Narwhal is a rescue pup currently in the care of an animal shelter in rural Missouri. Uh, it's called Max Mission. A narwhal is also a biological marvel that uh, he has a feature as rare as a unicorn. Oh, I, see, I did see this guy. He has a 
tail on his head between his eyes. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's cute. Does it wag? It's very cute. Yeah, he can wag it. Really? Come on. I think so. Well, you uh, fly in your uh, eye or something. He's the got it right there. Uh, like a windshield wiper. <laughs> Oddly enough, the next line of the story is the little tail does not wag. Oh, <laughs> damn. I thought it wagged. And it doesn't appear to bother Narwhal, who's 10 weeks old. Max's mission has been overwhelmed with offers to adopt him, but they're keeping him at the shelter to make sure the tail doesn't grow out of proportion and cause the little puffy uh, puppy more problems. Narwhal is named, of course, after the Arctic whale species, known because they have a distinctive tusk. Hmm. I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, narwhal. It's the narwhal. So whale. it's almost like a horn, not really a tail. If it doesn't. No, it move. looks like a tail. I've oh. seen it, the it picture. Looks, it is a tail. You learn it's, more here by accident than elsewhere by design. It's definitely a tail. So the tail wags the dog. The dog's something. A uh, Florida woman allegedly bit her boyfriend's uh, swimsuit area and threatened him with a knife after she accused him of wanting to have sex with another woman. The alleged assault happened, Wonder why. not shockingly, during an hours-long drinking session in Miami Beach that ended at about 3 a.m. on Wednesday. 33-year-old Esperanza Gomez was drinking beers with her boyfriend when a female friend joined them at about midnight. Oh, that's never good. Here we go. The friend left a short time later, but Gomez became enraged and accused her boyfriend of staring at the woman and wanting to go to bed with her. <laughs> She allegedly shouted at him, grabbed him by the arms, and began to poke him with a knife, according to the police report. She then, out of frustration, quote, bit his swimsuit area. Did she bite it completely off? Nope, nope, nope. It's it's still attached. He's, it's not he's thrown fine. out onto the beach or anything. No, not done no. yet. Yeah. <laughs> Almost done. Gomez was arrested and charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Her bond set at $6,500. A former Michigan state lawmaker thinks he took a one-in-a-million picture last weekend. I'm not uh, familiar enough to know if this is that rare. A rare three-antlered deer. That's very rare. Is that very rare? Sure. <laughs> three-antlered. As far as you know. As far as I know. I've never seen one. It's like the dog with the tail. Hold on. Um, above, the, uh, above the crazy line, we have <laughs> the danger zone. That's it. This is your redheads, your strippers, anyone named Tiffany. <laughs> Um, this is hairdressers. This is where this is where your car gets keyed. You get a bunny in the pot. Uh, your tires get slashed, and you wind up in jail. <laughs> bunny in the pot. Or what a matrix! What a matrix! Or your swimsuit area. That's a danger zone. Yeah. You looked at. Is, is danger zone different than no go zone? Yeah, the danger zone is an above five hot. Oh. But above seven, crazy. Okay. You What's know, no go zone? The no go zone is is a ten crazy, but a four hot. Oh, you know. So you're yeah. you're talking. Ooh, yeah. yeah, you got really the no go yeah. zone. Yeah. That's why you wouldn't go to the no go zone, but you might end up in the danger zone. Right. Because she's an above seven hot. Right. They should have some type of Geiger counter, uh, you know, thing to just hold up to the gal right. to see what, what where are you? You no go? Let me see it's here. It's doing this. Yeah, yeah, the needle's uh, shaking. I can see from seeing the mugshot of Esperanza from the last story that uh, it's uh, it's a no-go zone. She's, ah. she's a no-go. Okay. She's, she's an under she's four okay. hot, but she's a 10 crazy apparently. Exactly. Yeah. What about uh, the friend that left? Yeah, we didn't get a picture of her. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> you end up in jail. <laughs> Uh, this uh, representative is Steve Lindbergh, a former state representative in Michigan. He regularly posts wildlife photos on his Facebook page. He says, five days before rifle season for white-tailed deer, and look who I get to see along with his girlfriend. A three-antlered, nine- or 12-point buck. I don't recall ever seeing a three-antlered deer before, he posted. Uh, he did post two pictures just to make sure nobody thought he was 
photoshopping any. Local veterinarian Steve Edwards confirmed the deer is healthy. The abnormality may have occurred when it was an embryo. He called the antlers a, quote, one in a million thing. John, you have some odd animal stories today, don't you? I do. This just in. Uh, Amy Klobuchar is yeah. uh, working Iowa this weekend, but she wants everyone to know she'll be rooting for the Gophers. Yeah, Nice. Yeah. Very nice. I'm so always we, amused when they leave their rail of existence mm-hmm. that's so separate from the rest of us, and then they uh, show up and have a hot dog at a there fair, yeah, pretend minutes. to have a beer, and you know, mix themselves <laughs> up with the common folk, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and uh, that there you are. Well, the best were the, was it Angie Craig, or she'd be at a Legion club and yeah. wherever, and she, the beer is always full. Right. right. Oh, yeah. I see you're having chumming hey. it up. Okay, we're done here now. See ya. <laughs> Haven't gotten to it yet. Sorry. Right. Uh, one more uh, sort of weird animal story, Joe. Uh, legendary Bigfoot. It's long been thought of as a missing link between apes and humans. Well, in a new discovery, scientists have unearthed new evidence of the so-called original Bigfoot, a 10-foot-tall ape that lived nearly 2 million years ago. Larry. They discovered it in China. They found that the animal was related to the modern-day orangutan after they conducted groundbreaking new analysis of proteins in tooth enamel. Even the fossilized remains were blurry. (laughs) You know, if you take into account Bigfoot and the way he walks with his shoulders kind of curved, he's a big guy. He lumbers. Yep. I'm just trying to extend the podcast. What are you talking you, about? Because you gave us the... No, so John, to John, we're done. <laughs> Research <laughs> also shows the animal weighed up to 595 pounds. Oh, Friday <laughs> afternoon is the greatest. Yeah, really it's, it's widely accepted in the scientific community. The lineage between humans and chimps split between 7 and 8 million years ago. Hey, how about that RF Molar Fest? Uh... Oh, it's everywhere. You oh, know what I got? You need to go to rfmolar.com. Kenny forgot his pizzas. Yep. He did? Yeah. Three uh, locations. It begins today in the Gavaday store and runs through December 31st. You will save 30 to 40% off on all jewelry, including diamonds, designer jewelry, and they're even offering this deal on select watches. But this is only taking place in the downtown Minneapolis store in Gavaday Common, rfmolar.com. And Kenny didn't forget his pizzas. He surrendered. He his said, pizza. "You guys take him." <laughs> yeah. He surrendered his pizza. Surrender. So it's guilt-free, Manzetti's pizzas for all of us. Go to GarageLogic.com. That's our home base for the Garage Logic podcast. Rate us on iTunes. Thanks. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>